want to pray. We're going to get into the Word. And uh, my, my prayer is that, that God, will, God will speak to all of our hearts, that God will help us to see Him more through the Scripture. And that's the thing that I think that's what I'm going to talk about a lot tonight is that, that God's Word being a final authority that we live by. Nothing outside of the Word of God. And we're going to, just going to share with you some scriptures in a few minutes, and I just pray that they will be a blessing to you. And I, I just pray that we give attention to what thus saith the Lord. Father, in Jesus' name, I do thank you tonight. We thank you for your loving kindness, your grace, your mercy. It's only by the grace of God that we sit in here. Many men and women have said, I'm going to do this tomorrow, I'm going to do that. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. All depends on what God say. God, your word is truth, Father. Please help us to abide by the truth of the gospel. God, that we don't listen for anything else except your word. Father, we live in a time, Lord God, that, and it's not something new, but from generation to generation, men come along and oftentimes we find ourselves, we'll deviate from the word of God. But I pray tonight, God, that you would help us to, to abide in your word. We just love you. We, we bless your name and we glorify the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Again, I'm grateful to be here at Grace. I uh, thank God, you know, that uh, Roz and I, we, uh, you know, we, I remember when we first came here after we had been here for a little while, we were thinking and we were talking about, you know, well, we get the word, you know, Pastor Mike preached the word. We all went through all these things and say, you know, what are we going to go somewhere else for? You know, and so I've always appreciated that and I'm grateful for it. And so I pray tonight that God will speak to us. It's good to see Ms. Gear. I didn't recognize you over there, but it's really good to see you. Ross and I passed by your place today. We were talking about you. Um, but God is good. We're going to get into the scripture. And, you know, uh, you know, we're going to be in Deuteronomy tonight. Our main scripture would be Deuteronomy 13, chapter uh, first through the fifth verse. But I want to actually share a couple other verses before that. And what we're going to talk about tonight is in reference to uh, Moses giving the children of Israel the law. And you may say, well, what does that have to do with us? I think that we'll see through the word and from a principal standpoint of view, it have a lot to do with us in terms of our understanding of what God is saying to us, uh, how to live today. And when Moses gave this here in Deuteronomy, this was given to the second generation of Israelites, if you will, all the older people that died off. So Moses was giving them the law and uh, several things that he said that's so specific. And we'll see tonight that when God talk about his law, God gave them his commands. Why? To live by. A, a nation was being born, if you will. And so God was giving them ordinances and laws and commands to govern themselves by. God has given us the word today. And if we stick with the word and do what the word say, we'll, do a, we'll live according to what he say. But if we deviate, then we may or may not. So that's what we're going to talk about tonight. And I just pray that God will help me to deliver a message that would be pleasing in his sight. Again, God's word is the final authority. Let's look at, if you will, Deuteronomy. I'm going to go, I'm going to read 12 and 32 first. Read a couple of verses prior to uh, my uh, text scripture, if you will. Deuteronomy 12, 32. The Lord says, whatever I command you. And notice, we're going to see that God is very specific. Specific. And when he say, and what's in his written word, that's it. You know, and we're going to talk about not adding to or taking away from the word of God. He says, whatever I command you, you should be careful to do. You know, 
As if, if I was talking to someone or we were talking to somebody, you're saying, pay attention to what I'm saying. Be very careful about what I'm talking about. So the Lord was tell, uh, telling the children of Israel through Moses, whatever I command you, you shall be careful to do, uh, to observe what I'm saying. You shall not. And every time I use the terminology shall not, I think about being in the fire service. You know, when we do our inspections, we we have our code book. Right. And I call it my Bible for work. We have a what well, we say you shall do a certain thing. We recommend you do something or maybe you do it. But I can tell you now from being an inspector, when I tell somebody you shall do that, <laughs> there's no ands and ifs and buts about it. You, you're going to do it. You ain't got no choice but to do it. God is saying to us in the word, he said, you shall not add to or take away from it. You and me don't have the authority to step outside of the word of God. If you say that you're a man of God, or if we living for the Lord, it's his way, it's his word, and we have to stick with the word. And so uh, let's look at Deuteronomy also, Deuteronomy 4.2. You shall not, he says again, add to the word which I'm commanding you, nor take away from it. And you notice he said, he used, he said, shall not, then he used command. Remember, commands, uh, it's an authoritative type of thing. And he's uh, not selling, saying you may do this, it's optional, but he's given a command. And as he gave them the laws and the ordinances to abide by, and you know, and we'll see why in a few minutes, why God did this here. But he said, you should not add to the word which I am commanding you, nor take away from it. That you may keep the commands of the Lord, your God, your God, which I command you. You know, somebody may say that uh, that's Old Testament gibberish, if you will. But there's a relevance for us today. You know, I I, me personally, I love the Old Testament. I just I just enjoy it. I enjoy reading that. Because I always grow when I read the word of God, whether it's the Old Testament or the New Testament. But let's, let's turn if, for just a moment. Let's look at Revelations 22, 18, 19. It says, I testify, this is John talking. I testify to everyone who hear the words of the prophecy of this book. If anyone asks to them, God will add to him the plagues which are written in this book. And if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God would take away his part from the true for the tree of life and from the holy city, which are written in this book. I tell you something for me. It doesn't sound like God is being specific. He's being precise and everything that he said. Do you know, like um, in the Old Testament, when God was telling Moses about how to build the tabernacle and how to do all those things, he gave specific commands. He said, I want you to do it exactly like this here. And when I look at these things, when I add them all up and I look just like in Revelation, when I look at that, I said, God, you know, how are we to approach the word of God? We read the scripture today. We approach the word. And as I've learned since I've been at Grace, we look at it in this context. We look at it, what God is saying, and it keep us from deviating and going somewhere we shouldn't go. Well, tonight, <laughs> when we get to, when I get to uh, Deuteronomy 13, one through five, we're going to see what happens when someone talk about or add to or take away from the word of God. And I can tell you this, it is dangerous. A lot of people who say they're Christians today walked away from the church or whatever because somebody came and gave them something else and they did not stick with the word of God. This is our lifeline. You know, is to get in God's word, 
search the scripture, understand what the scripture is saying, you know, and not to add to it. I don't care if you say, hey, uh, somebody said this or they had a vision or a dream, you know, but if it contradict the word of God, then we can't go there. Absolutely not. We can't go there. But God is so good. He don't leave us hanging by ourselves. Look at what he said in Exodus 25, 8, 9. He says, this is when he was, let me, let, me, let me go to Exodus 24, 12 first. Now the Lord said to Moses, come up to me on the mountain and remain there and I will give you the stone tablets with, with the law and the commandments. Listen, I, I highlighted this part right here. Which I have written for their instructions. See, God gave us, gave them, the children of Israel, instructions, right? Well, if we were in 2 Timothy 3.16 says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for, for doctrine, for reproof, for correction. This King James Version. For instructions in righteousness. See, God gave the children of Israel the law and the commands to give them instructions on how to live. And it's the same with us today. If we look at it, God gave us the scripture, how we are to live according to his word and not how we choose to. When they was constructing the, the tabernacle, God said, a sanctuary, a sanctuary for me that I may dwell among them according to all that I am going to show you as a pattern of the tabernacle and the pattern of all his furniture, just so you shall construct it. What I'm trying to show you is that God is so precise in what he's saying and what he's doing. And it behooves us as believers to stay with the word of God. God didn't take a group of people, the Israelites, and just throw them out there like all the other pagan nations that was going to be all around them, surrounded by all these pagan nations and living all kind of ungodly, unseemly way. He gave them the law. He gave them commands. He gave them ordinances. He gave them his word. The Bible declared that God given, gave us his scripture. It is good for instruction, for correction, for reproof. That's what he gave us. If everybody who got children in here, you know what it is to to sit them down, to give them instructions. Why? Because you love them. And that's how it is with God, because he loved the children of Israel and he loved us as well. And he's given us what we need in order to live this life and to be pleasing in his sight. Let's look at uh, Deuteronomy 13. Having said those things, I think that we should see, I should understand the fact that, uh, that God was serious as he gave them the law, as he gave them, them his word, and he's serious today. It amazes me how often that we believers don't really search the scripture and don't really read the word like we should. And then somebody come along and say that, you know, God spoke to me to tell me to tell you this or whatever, and to give you some erroneous uh, teaching, if you will, but we believers don't get into the word like we should, and many of us get hurt, you know. That's not the will of God. God's will is for us to stay with his word, that we can understand what he's saying to us. Listen to 13.1. If a prophet or a dreamer of dream arises among you, listen to what he says, somebody rise up among you, and give you a sign or a wonder. I was thinking about this. I said, Lord, we live in a time when I, I, I know where Ross and I come from. Man, we used to live. We used to say, man, uh, we used to live. Lord, give me a sign. 
God, give me a sign. We live for that. And if we saw specific things or some kind of sign, we'd say, God must be in this. And as I say this, Roth and I had a dear friend that many, many years ago that said, I prayed and God gave me a sign. And I know this gentleman is who God want me to marry. Well, you know, if you were to ask her today, she'd say, boy, I missed it. Because this gentleman ended up molesting her daughter. This gentleman ended up going to prison for child molestation because someone say they prayed and God gave them a sign. Well, I tell you, you better be careful when you start praying and asking God for signs and things of that nature. You better be very careful, you know. But notice what he, and, and listen, uh, he said again, if a prophet or a dreamer of dreams arise among you and give you a sign or wonder. So, Evidently, it has to be said that these things are obviously possible. Now, we can go back in, in when, uh, when the children of Israel were still in Egypt. I don't think that God is called to say, you know, that signs were ever intended by themselves, if you will, to authenticate what God is saying and what God is doing. Because if that was true, uh, in, in the, let me see which verse this was. Give me, in, in the... Exodus, Exodus 7, 10. Look what happened right there. Exodus 7 and 10. Exodus 7, 10 says that, uh, So Moses and Aaron came to Pharaoh, and thus they did as the Lord had commanded. And Aaron threw his staff down before Pharaoh and his servants, and became a serpent. Then Pharaoh also called for the wise men and the sorcerers, and they also... The magicians of Egypt did the same with their secret arts. See, they obviously practiced secret arts and they were able to perform, if you will, you know, this. So but does that mean that they were from God? I think not. You know, so we can't you know, we should not be walking around. We used to do this. When we used to go to church many years ago and in, in our background. We used to always pray, God, give me a sign. I, I need you to give me a sign because I need to know what's going on in my life. You know, and many, many wonderful, precious believers have gotten hurt behind things like that, not staying with the word of God. And because when he go on to say in that verse, uh, in that verse, the second verse says, and the sign or the wonder comes true. Listen to what he say. And it comes true concerning which he spoke to you, saying, let us go after other gods whom you have not known and let us serve them. Now, we know, according to the scripture, that the uh, that the children of Israel, that God told them that he was the Lord, their God, and he only he. Right. We, he, we know that the scripture say God was uh, one God and the Hebrews was to serve him and him only. So therefore, if somebody came and we've seen this a lot, and I've seen a lot in my lifetime. If somebody come and say that God gave them a sign or a vision about something and it take you away from what God said. I've had people tell me, yeah, brother, I know that uh, what the words say about this, but God spoke to me. He, he gave me a sign in it and I'm going to go by that. And you walk away from the word of God. You are going to get hurt tremendously bad. I got a relative, a relative, and Rosalind, no, I got a relative who uh, I, I even asked the young lady, are you sure you're going to marry? This is my cousin. I mean, my nephew. I know him. Are you sure you're going to marry him? Yeah, but see, God told me to do this. Oh, God, I can only cringe in my heart and cringe in, in my spirit. I can tell you this. 
as a fact. She's not saying that today because she believed in this sign that was given her. And she missed it because why? She didn't stick with the word of God. She didn't do what God said. All I'm trying to, I want to encourage us tonight that we have to stay with the word of God. Jesus said that, uh, he said, he talked about signs and wonders. And he said these things would be. Uh, and, and, and so therefore, it, is, it behooves us to stay with the word of God. You know, so whenever we are, we start looking for signs and wonders and miracles and we, we do those things, we are, we are going to be hurt. And just like he said in the, uh, in the second verse, and the sign of one that comes true and concerning which he spoke to you saying, let us go after other gods whom you have not known and let us serve them. And he said in the third verse, you shall not listen to the words of that prophet or that dream of dreams. In other words, in other words. You, God is the true and the living God. If somebody that you love or somebody that you know or somebody that associate of yours come and say God spoke to them and said, let's go serve another God, if you will. That is OK to do that. The Bible said you shall. He told him right here that uh, uh, to get rid of or you should not listen to the word of that prophet. There are times when we should not listen to something that someone's speaking if it's not the gospel. Everything that we say and everything we do, everything we hear should be pushing us toward Jesus. And if it's not pushing us toward Jesus, then I think that we need to be looking at looking, you know, closer at the word of God. The, the word of God is he's given us and telling us this is relevant to who we are today, because maybe not in grace, but I've been in some churches outside of grace to where the whole church is built upon the whole entire church is built upon uh a vision or, or, or a revelation or a dream or something to that magnitude and it make the God like make God like a second class citizen or make the word of God like a second class citizen, if you will. When God's so specific in his word and everything that God say to us through the word, if we will only abide in his word, if we will only walk in the word of God, God calls us. He loves us. Many people have went off of signs and wonders and if um uh, and they, again, like I say, they've been hurt tremendously. And uh, in Second in, uh, Thessalonians 2, 8, 12, I'll read it in a little bit, you know, it, it talked about how Satan empowered, you know, the, the man of sin, if you will, to do certain signs and wonders. And uh, I'll read that scripture just a little bit. But I want to just bring that out. And it says in the fourth verse, or the remainder of the third verse, he says that uh, you should not listen to the words of that prophet or that dream of dreams for the Lord your God is testing you to find out if you love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. I tell you something, your heart, the, the word of God will, you'll learn a lot about yourself when something, when you go through a, 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 a challenge, if you will, when you go through a, a situation, you know, God allow us to go through testing at times for his own purpose, you know, and I know myself personally, I've seen at times when I was going through something, what was really in my heart. Today, Pastor Mike was teaching this morning. I was sitting there and I was thinking, oh, Lord, I see me through this scripture and I'm repenting of my sin, you know. But God allowed testing to come in our lives. So not for him to see, because God already know, for us to see where our hearts are, are, are at. And if our hearts are not for him, then it's going to be for something or someone else, you know. So that's why he say uh, testing you. To see the uh, testing you to find out if you love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul. The scripture teaches that we're to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our mind, all of our strength. 
It said, you shall follow the Lord your God and fear him and you shall keep his commandments. Listen to his voice, serve him and cling to him. Hold on to him. I was thinking today, Lord, what is it like to really cling? Jeremy, you probably forgot this here, but when y'all was little in elementary school, I took y'all out to Knight's Elementary to they had this little Halloween thing, for the lack of a better term, and they had the little haunted house. And I walked in there, and it was you, Lonnie, and Kevin. And I was all in elementary school. And as I walked in the door, I could even get into it uh, real good to where one was clinging onto my leg, one had me around the neck, and one had me around my waist or something. They were clinging to me for dear life, and they held on. And I said, God, that's how we ought to cling to you, to cling to your word. You know, Satan going to show up. You know, everything that Satan does, it is to devour us. It is to to steal away our hearts from the Lord. But that day, and I was thinking about that the other day, how those kids cling to me because they trusted me. They knew I would protect them. Well, what happened if you and I stayed with God's word? And then when some erroneous teaching come, we will recognize it right away. But if we're not in the word like we're supposed to be, how are we going to recognize something that's not true? I don't care what the individual say, even if it come to pass. If it come to pass, and if it's something that's contradictory or contrary, if you will, to the word of God, then how can God be in that? For all you know, it could be powered by the devil, you know. But if we stay with his word, if we stay in the word, then we are standing on safe ground. Let's cling to the Lord. He says, but that prophet or that dreamer of dream shall be put to death because he has counseled rebellion against the Lord your God and brought you from the land who brought you from the land of Egypt and redeemed you from the house of slavery to seduce you from the way in which the Lord your God commanded you to walk. So you should purge the evil from among you. And that's what he said to do and to purge the evil from among you. I read, uh, I was thinking today when I was reading that scripture the other day, and I thought about uh, when Paul was talking to the children, the, the saints in uh, Corinthians, how they were glorying in, in, in some things that occurred. And Paul told them about uh, how he said a little leaven, leaven the whole lump, and about getting rid of the evil from their midst. See, but when we allow evil, if you will, to hang around, it will infect the church. But he said here, you shall purge that evil from among you. You are to get rid of that evil. God do not want us to listen to erroneous teaching. God do not want us to walk in such a way that's not going to bring glory to his name. If somebody come in grace teaching a message and it's not about Jesus Christ, then we should pull the plug on them and send them down the road. It's what we should do if they're not preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I believe that God loves us in such a way is why he gave, like he gave the children of Israel the law. You know, there's a, there's a lot of people today who want to say that we know that God's a God of love, but we start talking about his justice and we start talking about how God gave us commands. We start saying these things and people said, you know, that's kind of strict. Praise the Lord for being a just God and a righteous God. Praise the Lord for giving the nation laws and standards to be governed by. Praise the Lord that God has given us his word that we can live by for our instruction. It's for our good that God gave us his words. That's what he do because he loves us. I would be a poor father if I know something of someone is coming to my home to devour them and I don't do anything about it. 
God would not be the true and the living God, the loving God, if he didn't give us uh, the word to live by, to govern our lives by. And that's what he do. That's why he was able to, he told them if somebody come doing these things, to purge that evil from among you. Uh, 1 Corinthians 5, 6. Let me look at that real quick. First Corinthians five, six. Let me read that. First Corinthians five, six says your boasting is not good. Do you not know that a little leaven leavened the whole lump of dough? Clean out the old leaven so that you may be a new lump, just as you are, in fact, unleavened. But Christ, our Passover, has been sacrificed. The other time when they had some. Had some. Uh, heavy, some sexual sins in the church, if you will. And Paul told them to clean out the old leaven because a little leaven does leaven the whole lump. And I'll tell you something that God has given us what we need to live by. You know, a lot of my friends from the old days will still are still in the same churches that Rosal and I was at 25 years ago, 30 years ago. Sometimes I forget it's been like 40 years. You know, we were in a Pentecostal church, uh, charismatic holiness church. And like I said earlier, Every service we went to, rather than you can testify to this, every service we went to, we used to say, man, you know, that I'm going to get a word from the man of God tonight. I, he'll speak to me. And as I learned later on in life, God had already gave me his word. And he had already spoke to me, and he's yet speaking to me through the scripture. And if I would take heed to what he's saying, then I will abide in his word, you know. And so, and I, we got friends who are still there who are doing the same thing. And, you know, been there for years and, and it doesn't appear that they're going to change. And I often pray for them that God, please help them to see, help them to understand that we are to take the word of God and to read it and go through it, you know, verse at a time, book at a time and, and see what God is saying to us. And sometimes when he tells us these things like uh, about, you know, dreams and visions and things of that nature, I'm just trying to show you that if these things will lead you from God or cause you to miss the Lord because they said something different from the scripture. And uh, I was looking at yesterday. I was listening to a lot of and I'm going to say this, a lot of prosperity teaching yesterday for a specific reason. I was listening to a whole bunch of them. You know, I was looking for this one particular message I heard some time ago, but I couldn't find it. But, I, but I, I remember when I listened to it, and this particular man, and I don't know, Doc, Doc Thompson, that we used to call him, he come walking through the church, walk up on the stage. He said, tonight, I'm going to rock your religion. God gave me a word. He said, but I'm going to tell you this, you're not going to find it in your Bible. You know, as soon as I heard that, you know how I told I said, every individual that's sitting in that church tonight, everybody should get up and walk out and just leave. You know, but you know what they did, Pastor Mike? Everybody was cheering. They were so excited because they were looking for a new vision, a new revelation. They were looking for something outside of the word of God. And he came and he said that God gave him this vision. And in his vision, he spoke to him about being a money missionary. So what do you know the word where he was going is that he got according to him. But what he did, he had this plan to be able to get more of the people money. And I listened to clips of probably about, I don't know how many messages yesterday. And every single one, everyone, Everyone was about prosperity. Everyone was about money. My point in saying these things is that he, he said that God gave him. See, go back to Deuteronomy. God gave him a vision. Is not that outside of what God said in the word? 
And because of that, the people were cheering. They were all excited because they thought they was going to get a lot of money. Jeremy, as I was watching it, it made me think about the days being at Revealing Truth Ministry, watching how people would run through the church and run up there throwing their money on the altar and doing all those things. See, now I confess, back in the day, I used to do it. <laughs> I did it. I surely did. It's because I didn't know no better. But God showed me through his word. God showed us the truth of the gospel. God showed us what his word said. And so Roz and I made a decision. We can't do this. We absolutely cannot do this here. So that's why this is dear to my heart. You know, when somebody come preaching something or they tell you that I had this vision or this dream and then it's outside of the scope of what God said in his word. You know, it's one thing I learned being in the fire service, also being an inspector. When we read, always look at a cold book. I look at the scope. What's the scope of the book all about? And see, erroneous teaching is outside of the scope of what God said in the word. If we understand the scope of something, it'll help us to, we know what we're looking for. See, and so when somebody comes teaching something that's not, that's not conducive with scripture, we need to walk away from them. We don't need a relationship with them. But if you say, yeah, but, you know, yeah, and I say, yeah, but this is what God said. And you say, yeah, but I, I, this man of God told me everything about myself. I don't care what the man of God said, the so-called man of God, if you will. I care about the gospel or what it say. I was looking for a book that I bought the other day. I couldn't find this at the house. And I read it about this in ministry uh, that we uh, were connected with many, many years ago. And this uh, so-called prophet, the prophet, and, and he, you know, fathered a bunch of kids around the, around the southeast. He did. But yet everybody believed. They said, you know what? But see, God used him. We see God working in his life. He must be a man of God. I said, it must be foolishness too. You know, that's what I say today. But back in those days, and many of those people are still there to this day because of that erroneous teaching, the so-called miracles and the thing that they say they saw and all this stuff. And many of it, most of it is not according to God's word. I love the word. We need the word. God wants to live in the word. He wants to prosper through the word, you know, and we need to hold fast. So I want to stress again, you know, just like uh, he said in all these scriptures, go uh, real quick. Whatever I command you, you should be careful to do. You should not add to or take away from it. I want you to really get that in your spirit. No matter who you talk to or what you say or what you do, we ought to observe carefully what God is saying. I encourage my sons, uh, my wife, me. And all believers, all of us, to be very, be very careful, you know, and, and be very tentative to what God is saying. Many people have walked out. We've had people walk out of uh, many churches because they weren't careful, attentive to what God was saying to them. And somebody else came and spoke something, and it sounded really good, but it was not the gospel. I tell you, I, I could, I said, Lord, sometimes I think about writing a book about stuff that we've seen over the last 40 years. Some of it we got caught up in ourselves, and, and we got hurt. Our marriage got rocked, and all these things happened. But by the grace of God, we're standing this day. Why? Because of God's word, because of the word of God. And that's my, what I want to encourage the body of believers tonight is that we are to carefully to stick to, to hold fast to, to read daily, to get in the word every single day, and to see what God is saying. God will speak to us through the word. I don't need to uh, go to church and say, hey, I pray that the man of God call me out tonight and give me a word. I got Genesis. I got Exodus. I got all the books of the Old Testament. I got Revelation. I got every book of the Bible 
and God speak to me daily as I read it, as I get it in my spirit, as I let it just soak through my soul, I get what God is saying to me as an individual. We all do as believers. That's why we don't need to look nowhere else. God gave us his word. And I love him tonight, and I thank God, you know, for his word. And I just pray that the Lord would help us to understand and to see. You know, I was uh, looking at this, and I was thinking that Jesus, um, in Matthew 24, 24 and 25, Jesus was talking about false prophets arising, and he talked about misleading people, you know, about misleading them. Let me read the scripture real quick, Matthew 24. Matthew 24 and 24. He says that, Jesus says that, uh, for false Christs and false prophets will arise and will show great signs and wonders so as to mislead, if possible, to mislead, if possible, even the elect. Behold, I have told you in advance. So if they say to you, behold, he is in the wilderness, do not go out. Or behold, he is in the inner rooms, do not believe him. But the fact is, that what I want to point out is the fact that Jesus said that these things was going to be false prophets, false Christ, and all these things will be. How do we contend with these things? How do we contend with them, Eric? By knowing God's word, by what God called us to. Everything that sounds good is not good. Everything that sounds gospel is not the gospel, you know. But if we're in the word, you know, then we'll see, you know, uh, and that's, that's what makes the difference, is knowing and understanding God's word. I believe in the book of Proverbs it says, and all you're getting, get understanding. How do we get understanding? We sit in the church, we go to our Bible studies, but yet we got to have our personal time with God where we're searching the scripture daily on our own for ourselves. I've had believers tell me, and Roscoe testified this fact too, I had believers tell, tell me, oh, I don't read. <laughs> what am I read for? You know, that's the pastor's job. I'm like, whoa, dude, <laughs> you know, how you figure? But it's true. I don't read. That's the pastor's job. Since when? Well, since, since when is Pastor Mike supposed to read to me and for me? When? You know, but we have to go to the Word for ourselves. And it's very these same people who do that. When that false prophet come, that individual come, that's, when they, that's who gets stolen away. That's whose hearts get stolen away. And you have to wonder sometimes, did they, do they really, did they really know the Lord? I'm not saying they did or didn't, but my point is this, is that if you're not soaking yourself in the word of God and some erroneous teaching coming or somebody came and said, hey, the Lord told me to tell you that, you know, you are to marry this person and all these things. We've seen all this stuff for years and for years and for years. Sometimes I wonder, Lord, how did we ever make it? You know, only the grace of God. I preface that because it's true. It's only God's grace that we're standing and we're standing on God's word. And we will stand, Rob and I have been saved for a long time, and we'll stand for the next however many years God will allow us to. You know, we're going to stand on the word of God. And that's just what I pray tonight, that we will hear what God is saying, you know. And I believe this is very important, that we understand that uh, God is precise. God is not some willy-nilly whatever, but God give us commands, and we are to live by his word. And he gave us for our instructions to teach us and to show us the way to go, to, to give us everything that we need is in the gospel from Genesis to Revelation. This is the word of God. Father, I just thank you, God, for your word. Father, just pray that you will minister to all of our hearts.
Father, I pray that we grasp a hold to what you're saying. I believe all the time that many believers are under attack by the devil, by Satan himself. Oftentimes, we may be in need of things. Sometimes we get desperate. But Father, I pray for every Christian that sit in this church here in the body of Christ to hold fast to God's word, to cling to God's word, to cling to it just like my kids clung to me at that time and they wouldn't let go because they trusted me. Oh God, that we may trust you, that we may hold fast to you, Lord, that we walk not away from your precious word. Thank you, Father. There's none like you in all the earth, God. Thank you, God, for not leaving us without a witness, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Father, I pray that I will fall in love more and more with the word. I pray, Lord God, just like I love my wife, and I ask God to continue to let me fall in love with her over and over and over and over again, Lord, that our relationship would glorify God. And I pray, God, that each member in here that's a born-again believer will fall in love with Jesus over and over and over again, that our relationship won't grow cold and stale, that we'll be sus, uh, uh, find ourselves listening to other voices and listening to other people that may not be leading us to the Word of God. We thank you, Lord, and we bless your name. In Jesus' name.